Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 190. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today, we are here to talk, uh, I guess, a double feature. Uh, first off, we're going to hit up John Wick, chapter 4, followed by Evil Dead Rise. So kind of the more uh, fun action and horror films that have come out recently. Unfortunately, I never got to see Scream 6 when it was in theaters, so... Uh, we'll have to wait for that one. If anything, I might do like a, a Scream special episode eventually and just kind of talk all of them. It'll be a fun thing. Uh, but I'd get people that enjoy that stuff on for that episode. Kind of like uh, when I do those Gundam episodes and potential oh, future yeah. One Piece stuff that I really want to do because that's not going to be one episode. One Piece is way too big for one episode. Yeah. At the very least, it'll probably be a minimum of three, but it might probably be more depending on how it goes. Uh, this is, of course, Sutra Side Talk, though. We talk what we watch and play. And we, like I said, doing movies this week. Uh, you can comment, send us feedback, or ask us questions at SutraSideTalk at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to ask us questions on next week's episode before we record it so we can answer them on the episode, uh, we're going to do a Marvel episode next week. It'll be a double feature again. Uh, it'll be Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumania, so that new Ant-Man movie, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And we're going to probably have Ryan on from Across the Bifrost, uh, the Mighty Thor podcast. Uh, so that'll be cool. Uh, but that's next week. Uh, after that, we'll see what happens. We'll talk a little bit about it uh, at the end of the episode of what potentially will happen, just because there's another set of traveling going on for another week. Uh, but... Otherwise, no news. Once again, I'm kind of happy. I don't want to talk news because we're going to be up to our necks in news in like a month once the summer starts. Uh, yeah. We'll have an Xbox showcase, Summer Game Fest. And There's I'm, so many things I hope to see. I'm sure Netflix again. will bring back their Geek the Week. Xbox thing. Yeah. And I think Sony might have a show too uh, that'll showcase probably Spider-Man. There's like, I'd yeah, assume. there's rumors of a yeah. Sony showcase coming up soon. Yeah. But and we'll I, see about that. Because there's so many mystery games from both studios or both publishers. I mean, Xbox is kind of more annoying because yeah. of the, it, we know what they're doing and we haven't seen anything uh, for slowly, years. Uh, posted a list of like the, all the things that he hopes to see at the uh, Xbox showcase. And yeah. by far for me, the number one is Avowed. Like, yeah, same. I hate that we've seen the like the one trailer for that and then nothing. Remember since. Fable? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I literally forgot about that. I remember that dude, remember that quad A game? Four A's Perfect Dark with the studio yeah. that totally kind of abandoned itself and now Crystal Dynamics dude, is helping them out with it. Like everything about that Perfect Dark story sounds like just a massive clusterfuck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's bad. And it's like I'm not trying to start shit. It's just like, dude. No, it's just really it's unfortunate. Just, I feel so bad for everything them. about this has just been chaotic and ridiculous and messy. It's yeah. like you all these things announced and nothing happened after. Uh but at least like we're getting Starfield and it might be good, maybe. Um they're putting a lot of faith in it, but also yeah. they put a lot of faith in Redfall and that I wanted to talk about that. So I did start playing Redfall before when it came, oh, right when did. it launched. Yeah. And I'm very much Is in, it as bad as they say? I was so, like, I did not care about anything going on. And there's a lot. I made notes uh, for all the specific. Oh, yeah. You read me some of your notes. Yeah. And I want to talk about them. I'm just like, should I? So here's the choice, guys. Option A. Stop short of the 
hour I play, hour or two hours I played of just being like, what the fuck am I playing? Uh, and just talk about that. Or option B, force myself to play more, not maybe the whole game, but maybe another like six hours or something, enough to get like a, a day's worth in of getting farther into the game to really grasp more about it and then talk about it on an episode pretty soon. Probably like when I get back from the wedding sometime. It wouldn't take yeah. a whole episode. It probably wouldn't even take more than 30 minutes, honestly, unless I'm like ranting. But uh, there were some systems with it that just, God, I I was in disbelief when I learned more. It wasn't even like, oh, it's a glitch. Oh, it's whatever. It's just like, no, it's they made it this poorly way. Programmed, they, or poorly they, designed. They, they designed it this specific way, and I was literally aghast by That's the, what the they did. That's the worst thing I keep hearing. Yeah. Is that, like, it's not even like, it's... It, it performs poorly, but it's worse than that. It's literally just like the game that they just intended to design is just also not good. It's yeah. just boring. It's so I'll just say this. The, the stuff I'd talk about so far <clears throat> sorry, so far, it's basically aspects that are very anti player, anti consumer, anti co op. Um, so you know, I don't know why they designed it that way. Anyway, let's let's get right into the movies. So uh, first off, we're going to start with John Wick Chapter 4, and it'll just be me talking about it and James reacting to it. Uh, yeah, I, did... I kind of didn't do my homework. <laughs> You're so behind on movies. <laughs> it's been so hard to like, find time to do anything, and it's just like, I'm so behind on my chores, too. We, we, used, to, like... we used to do this before. Like, we talk, we haven't done it in so long because we've been focused on, like, specific movies and games and shows that we've both seen. But older episodes, if you guys are only recently starting to listen, were a lot of just like, I played or watched this specific thing, and James watched or played this specific thing. Yeah. This is like the first time in a while that it's been like this. Um, but yeah. And so like I, I told you earlier, like I, I'll probably still watch this movie maybe next week if I have time around like Guardians 3 and stuff like that. It's just like the point of these movies for me is like the action and yeah. the stunts and stuff. So like I don't personally care too much about having the plot spoiled. Because it'll still be a fun movie to watch. I, unless you tell me wrong or, or tell me different right now. Yeah, no. Uh, you'll find out everything now. Yeah. But uh, we both watched Evil Dead Rise. So we'll both talk. We, we were in the theater for that. Yeah. Um, did Was it just? Oh, yeah, it was just us. We'll talk more about it when yeah. we get to it. Um, so John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was so freaking fun. It was like the minute I watched it, I'm like, okay, this is the best movie this year so far easily really uh it, it was and then i watched suzumi and then i was like never mind i was about to say like i thought you said that about suzumi. yeah i, was like, oh, I watched I suzumi I after came out after but it's they're completely different obviously and pre- people will probably be like what the fuck is wrong with you why are you seeing this little anime movies better than john wick i'm like they're just different and i just appreciated one in a different aspect but john wick chapter four you know it it does everything we've seen before in terms of like action and choreography and not in a bad way I've enjoyed it thoroughly and I enjoy the overall story that you're getting from this, even though like, like you said, James, the main focus, uh, why this movie is so these, this franchise is so like popular is surely the freaking choreography of the fights and just like Keanu Reeves being like, yeah, I think I need a gun. (laughs) Yeah. Help me out with that. And you're just like, okay, yeah. And and then everyone else is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He attacked John Wick, the Bob Yaga. Oh, oh, fuck. Uh, like, usually it's always those types of reactions. But I think we've kind of left the 
Baba Yaga portion of John Wick at this point because that was really like the first two movies. And since then, he's just been hunted. So it's not like everyone's fearing John Wick, which, you know, they are at the same time. Like, I feel like they're always still afraid of like the threat of John Wick, especially. Yeah, that's the funniest thing about it. Like the series to me is like literally everyone in the Assassin's World or Assassin World seems to know who the fuck John Wick is. Working again, John. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I am. Um, The whole thing with this, of course, is it's it's like a continue. Like, I would say, like, look at. Part one is standalone, very much so. Part two is like the catalyst of this trilogy, really. I would say two through four is a trilogy in and of itself, where two is like, oh, hey, start this thing. And then the consequences of what happens at the end, you know, he kills that dude who ends up being on the high table. uh, Yeah. Leads into him being chased for legitimately like two movies. Uh, And... It's a lot of just um, John Wick running around trying to find answers and still being chased at the same time until he's able to solve everything that's going on and, you know, fix everything or fix everything for himself. Because this, like the last movie, it's very individualistic. Like it's just him kind of doing his thing at the same time. Like uh, what are their faces? Uh, Winston and Sharon. Uh, Charon, uh, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ian McShane and Lance Reddick's characters were in yeah. trouble in the third movie. And they find safety at the end by betraying John in the third movie. So this one's like, oh, hey, John, you got to figure this out again. But now it's just you and the Bowery King played by Lawrence Fishburne for the most part. Uh, and you think like, oh, okay, so everyone else is safe, right? No, that is not true they they bring in a new fat sub faction within like that world and it's like the harbinger played by freaking clancy brown so mr krabs is like oh my god really <laughs> spongeboy me bob get me john wick yeah so- <laughs> holy shit that's good um he he's really fun he's just like this dude that shows up and he's just like you need to be judged to like uh winston and stuff like because of the continental that he's in charge of and they go to pay like i guess a visit to the new antagonist of this film who is uh marquis played by bill skarsgård aka pennywise from like it chapter one and two like the new shit and everything else so weird (laughs) yeah so he's like this dude who's trying to get onto the high table And right now he's doing stuff for them and he's like, oh, well, I pretty much, um, I forget what they were called because it's like, um, he was in charge of, let me see what the names were of these guys. Uh, Oh, it doesn't show it. But the whole, he's in charge of these like special ops dudes that work at the Continental and they're like special suits and everything. Uh, later on, you see an armored version of them too, which is fucking insane. But uh, he does like this whole, I'm judging your Continental. You've been judged poorly. We're going to blow it up. So they blow up the Continental. and Oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah, and then he shoots and kills Sharon. So he kills Lance Reddick's character. Because he takes, he basically takes responsibility so Winston doesn't die. And in turn, basically gets killed. And he's like, uh-huh. there you go. Your concierge is dead. Like, this is what you get. And it's, you know, it's hard to watch because 
right before this, Lance Reddick passed away. So we're just watching him yeah. die on screen. We were like, fuck. And, you know, it's like uh, when uh, Carrie Fisher passed away. And then you're like, oh, they killed Leia. And then she flies in space. And you're yeah, like, yeah, you're just like, what? Oh, they should have actually just killed Leia. Never mind. Fuck. You had a perfect out. <laughs> yeah, you, you had a you perfect decided, out. No, we could do better. We, oh, my God. But um, it was, it's like that whole, you get into that point of like, should you kill off the character or that kind of thing? You know, we've seen what happened with Chadwick Boseman. And I guess in, you know, back then everyone was like, don't recast. And now that we've gone post Black Panther 2, everyone's like, you know, maybe we should have recast or uh, done uh, Killmonger, which I've said, because it was, you know, the second movie was fine. Uh, the other one being, um, there was one other example I wanted to quickly say, but it just like left my... In Marvel or no, just in these movies recently of just like people passing away and then they kind of just like oh. you know working around it and whatnot. Um, there was a fourth one, Dumbledore. No, it wasn't Dumbledore. What? No, that's, <laughs> he's just re- there was like I, two movies happened, and they recast that was like a while ago. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, they wanted to fucking you know they, originally they wanted um, Ian McKellen to do it. Damn, he, I forget what he great. said. <laughs> I forget what he said. No, uh, anywho. Uh, I think it was because the original actor for Dumbledore or something hated him or something like that. I, I don't know. Oh. So he's like, I, I feel bad to take his role uh, or something. Oh, oh yeah. I think about it that way. Huh. But yeah, so it's like this whole like, you know, oh man, R.I.P. Lance Reddick. And then we've watched him. Oh, Paul Walker. That was the other one uh, where they didn't right. kill off Paul Walker. And they've been kind of doing like they used his brother at one point for a for a little bit and then they've and had some him. like really interesting like computer effects or they just like. have his car show up at the end of like nine yeah uh and then i think they said they're gonna figure something out for him for like 10 and possibly now this new trilogy so it's going up to 12 oh yeah i love it say. like the 10 might be like a trilogy and that's why the tagline is like the beginning of the end yeah so uh back to john wick like uh they go through this whole thing of we have to now watch all the continentals because if they're kind of acting in their own you know they have to be cold or put down and a lot of people aren't necessarily looking at that like it's he's like if i do this and i do this correctly i'll get rewarded whereas other people in the organization are like now like this like you're going a little too far there including the harbinger is also like i don't know about all this so john ends up going to like japan and he goes to the Continental there, and you learn who the, uh, this is great, who the um, head of the Continental is, is uh, Harayuki Sanada. He plays um, Shimazu there. You would actually know him, if I recall, he is Scorpion in the uh, Mortal Kombat movie. He's Musashi in Westworld. Oh, that, literally, that was the the guy that i was thinking like oh man who who would be the head of the continental in japan yeah maybe that actor the samurai in westworld right he uh is the elder in Bull- did you watch bullet train yet i did dude you were right that movie was great it wasn't <laughs> my- okay so uh the elder in that that's him also so yeah. he is basically the dude in charge there and you get so dude, excited I love that, that was like in the same universe and his he has a do- his concierge is actually his daughter who's played by Rina so- uh, Sawayama. Uh, her character's name is Akira. And the whole thing of that is John goes and meets him upstairs at the roof. and he Or he goes upstairs to the roof where John is, and he's like, hey, man, you know, we're going to get fucked up for covering for you. 
because uh, John still has a, a bunch of friends, and uh, they actually send all the guys. They pretty much send the, the the special ops dudes after them there. And the cool thing about it is, you know, this is a Japanese continental, so it's very much like it feels. They take all the different cultural backgrounds of it and throw it all at once. So you have sumo wrestlers, you have archers, you have guys with like katanas and axes. I like. I literally thought you were just gonna say like the building itself is like themed like you know that too. But it's very much like it's so futile. It's the different types of assassins is such a cool idea. Yeah. So you have all these big like all these different variations of like. Uh, Japanese culture throughout like history a little bit just all at once because it's like they don't even really because the whole thing in the rule there's no guns in the continental and so they're like yeah so we have swords and fucking bows and shit and you're like oh wait that like doesn't count (laughs) Uh, well it's when they need it I think they still some of them still used guns I don't think no I think they yeah they all still used like bows and stuff but like uh, that's funny uh, they don't fight John so uh they introduce two other characters. So the, it's like kind of like the guys that are not necessarily equals to John. One is pretty much like an equal. The other is a rookie, up-and-coming rookie. Uh, the, his like antag- the other antagonist is Kane, played by Donnie Yen. So he's like a Ooh. blind, retired assassin who gets forced back into it because he's just like, yo, I want to go meet my daughter. Uh, she plays violin over here publicly and stuff also and that dude's like great at martial arts <laughs> yeah so they're like uh you have to do this for us or else we're gonna kill your daughter and uh if you do this we will let you see her and all this stuff so he's like fine i'll kill john even though like the whole thing is like they're best they're like really good friends like on the level like in the first movie where you find out willem dafoe is like his friend and stuff it's like that and so mm-hmm. uh he has to go against him and not only that there is where is he uh tracker is literally his name but he's played by shamir anderson so he's this dude with a german shepherd i want to say no it was i think it was a german shepherd uh i can't remember but he he seems like this weird looking guy uh everyone's you know well dressed and he's getting more like in pretty much like streetwear and he shows up and they're like what the hell are you doing here and his goal is to kill john wick but he has a very interesting sub goal he doesn't want john wick at his current bounty he wants John Wick at a higher bounty. So when the guys following John show up, led by Kane, they like fight and the Continental actually protects him. And through that, you know, they're all getting pretty much like they're fighting and a lot of are dying on both sides. But the, the Japanese are pretty much getting massacred at the same time, too. And uh, at a certain point, like this dude saves John. And he's like, I'll be back later. I need you with the higher bounties, so you need to survive this. And then I'll come after you once that's done. Because he's also like, kind of, the, he, he tries to leverage the uh, Marquis to get better a better deal. Like an exclusive deal of like, hey, if you pay me this much specifically, not anyone else, just me, I will take out John Wick and all this other shit. So like, that's his whole goal is like getting the best deal and I think it's like a one and done job. His goal is to do this, get filthy rich, and then retire and finish up. He's like, basically, I'm done. Like John Wick is my golden my uh, golden ticket to not having to do this shit. So mm. uh, he's hunting John. You have all this shit going on. Akira 
is such a cool character. I want to see more of her. It's like when you saw um, Anna de Armas as Paloma in James yeah. Bond, and you're like, I'd take a Paloma movie. Uh, Akira was cool enough where she, in this whole fight, she just shows up with a bow. And it's like taking dudes out that have like full on like assault rifles with a bow. And they're like, the cool thing is these armored dudes are like practically bulletproof. So they have to like stab them in between the neck and all this other stuff. So it's like taking a lot to take these guys out. But uh, you get to like a point where Shimazu and Kane fight and Shimazu loses, like Kane kills him. And he lets Akira live and Akira's like, you know, I'll hunt you down uh, if it's the last thing I do. Uh and like she ends up getting away and is with like John for a little bit and then like bounces. But she's like, if you don't kill him, I will like you bet. I don't care if he's your friend. He killed my father. Like I'm going to fucking kill him. So uh, they go through all this stuff and uh, there's some other stuff that happens before, but nothing too important. The whole thing about it though, is John is now trying to get into a duel with the marquee. And in order to do so, it's like, all it's like oh, here's the main quest. In order to do main quest, you must do side quest. In order to do side quest, you must do other side quest <laughs> type thing. Mm. So they get into his family again. You know how, like, um, in the last movie, he loses his uh, association with, like, the, um, the Belarusian uh, family that, like, he was with the whole time? I forget what they're called. Yeah. The, like, the Roma or something. But, like, they're, they're supposed to be Belarusian. Uh, I think it's Belarusian is how you say it. Uh, and you get a whole like, you want to come back to us because if you get to us, you can issue a duel or something to like get the marquee to stop everything, but also take out the marquee at the same time, potentially. And you learn like the head of his family was killed uh, because of like being associated with John. So his family hates him. And now his cousin's in charge, and she's just like, all right, if you show up to the guy that, like, the guy that ish that did the kill, and you take him out, then we will bring you back into the family. And the, uh, let me find it real fast. Uh, what's his name? Um, I think, yeah, Scott, you know Scott Adkins? It sounds familiar. He's like, uh... He's usually in a lot of fighting stuff. He he's like all looking like a, a fight. I, I don't know how to describe him. He's um he was in Ip Man Four as like I think one of the Marines, but I don't know if you ever saw Ip Man. Did you ever see Ip Man Four? Nah. Okay. Well, he he's basically in a lot of like kind of actiony, not like big time movies. Mm, yeah, I think I've seen this guy. But before. he dresses up as like a. Oh, wait, no, that's not him. I think, which one was he? He was, okay, I'm thinking of someone else. He, he basically is like the main um, of the like special ops dudes. He's like the one in charge. But I'm trying to find, uh, what is, is, where the hell is he? There was one big character that was fucking hilarious because of who it was. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. You know who plays his uh his cousin though? Mm, who? Uh freaking um Tonks from Harry Potter. Or uh Asha from Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Maybe you just got Atkins did play him. So there's one character 
I can't find the actor who played him. I can't, uh, I don't know what the hell happened, but he has so much makeup and stuff on that it doesn't even like look, it's like Penguin. It's not as good as Penguin in the Batman, but it's like oh. similar of just like, he's like ridiculously big and stuff. And it's like stupid big thug guy uh, that looks like he ate too much spaghetti, but he has potential <laughs> kingpin muscle. Uh, he like shows up and uh, he goes to, John goes to this dude. And it's funny because he's not the only one there. Kane gets there and so does the tra- tracker, uh, the dude I told you about that's like trying to take out John for the bounty. Uh, and all three of them are there. And this dude's like, well, who, you know, who, who is, uh, you guys are here to kill John. John's here to make a deal so he can, you know, get through and kill the other guy, Marquis. And he's just like, but really John's there to kill him. And he's like, if I just killed all three of you, you know, I'd take you all off the table. I get everything. And they're all like, I guess we're teaming up now. <laughs> and so they start killing everybody. And there's this insane fight between this dude and John. Uh, that John wins this, but he gets like his ass kicked to hell because this dude's so fucking thick. It's like insane how crazy the fight is for it. Uh, but eventually, like, because he does that, he gets let back in. Uh, and then the duel is supposed to be this thing that happens. And this is where it's cool. It's like the influence from this portion, this like whole lasting portion of this film is influenced by the Warriors. Have you seen the Warriors? No. I hate you. Okay, so the Warriors. It's one of those things people say I should watch because it's like one of those movies everyone should watch or whatever. It's so fucking good. And it's also, it's a great group cosplay idea as well. Uh, But the Warriors is like a New York gang movie where... Uh, they're the gang called the Warriors. They're from Coney Island. And all these gangs go to like this one place in New York because there's one guy who's going to be like the king of the gangs. Uh, and his name's like Cyrus or something. I forget. And he gets assassinated and they get blamed. So the whole movie is them trying to get back to their Coney Island territory. And they have to go through the entirety of New York. Well, all the other gangs are trying to hunt him down for killing that leader. And they didn't do it. So not only are they being chased, but eventually at the end, like they get confronted by the actual gang that did the assassination and they have to like fight them and uh, claim their innocence basically in the matter uh, with it. So throughout it all as well, there is a woman who runs a radio, who's on a radio station, who's basically giving the position of where the warriors are in the city. So the gangs know where to find them. And the way she does it is like talking by code, putting on a specific song and all this stuff. And it's really insane. Like it's a really well done movie. So for John Wick, it's like, okay, here's the meeting place. You're going to meet at like the top of this iconic looking building. I forget what country it's even in. Honestly, it's, it's hard to remember. I'm sorry. Maybe it was DC or something. It was, it was some crazy, I think it was in America. Uh, or maybe it wasn't. I honestly don't remember guys. I'm sorry. I saw this like, in a very weird time where I was like in the middle of traveling and it was after like a death in the family too. So it was like a whole fucking thing. And I'm like watching this, like, this is great. I'm dying <laughs> of just yeah. like being exhausted and traveling and everything. So, uh, he has to get to this duel and the marquee's like, I'm not going to duel you myself. I'm going to duel it. I'm going to use a champion. I'm going to use Kane. So you'll have to duel Kane. When I say duel, I mean, duel. Here's a fucking musket. Oh, literally. Pistol. Yeah. Here's a one-shot pistol. It's like, bleh. 
uh, and then they do like the one, two, three, turn, shoot, like that kind of thing. So it's not even like how, yeah, it's like that kind. Uh, so he has to get there and the operators are like all, you know, the woman with all the tattoos that work in like the information stuff for the company. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're all like l- revealing his location. And there's one that's always on the radio. That's like, all right, you know, uh, we've got John Wick doing blah, blah, blah. And they're like all these people, all these individual group of like people that work in this business are all hunting him. And then it shows them all arming up all this crazy shit all over the place. And there are dudes that like utter an auto body shop and all this. It's like so many different people are just like, all right, time to go kill John Wick in the fucking open of the city. And <laughs> it's him just trying to get through all of it. And he's fighting, like, shooting people, uh, fighting them where there's, like, a bunch of traffic in the roads, by restaurants. At one point, it's, like, the area where I think maybe it was in France. It might have been in France at this point. I think, yeah, it was in France where the duel was. Uh, I'm remembering now because there's, like, an iconic road, I think, where the cars keep, like, circling this spot. And they're fighting there. That's where they did the duel? No, that's where that – because he's fighting through to get to the duel the whole time. So he's trying to get there. And the cool thing about it too, right before I say it, is like he like goes underground before this all starts to kind of save himself, to not uh he hides there until he has to go to the duel. Once he has to go to the duel, then he goes above ground eventually and he has to make his way there. But it's like his safe zone, because uh he gets help from both uh Winston and the Bowery King. They're working together pretty much because Winston's like, you know, we got to get revenge for this. And he, it's funny because he's like, all right, well, I'll see you there. Goes over to the fucking duel without anyone trying to kill him. And John's like, well, time for me to do it. And he gets like a new Kevlar suit and everything, you know, like nice clean suit, but it's also like fully bulletproof. And I love it because that's when he, that's why he always has like the, he takes the suits, like the, the suit and like does this with it because it's bulletproof so it's like basically like a batman cape where he's just like bop 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 and uh he's fighting through all these different people going through this entire thing meanwhile also the tr- tracker is trying to kill him so you have three factions trying to kill him you have tracker an individual with a nice dog who keeps fucking ripping people apart uh trying to kill him for the bounty you have the elite team that are also trying to kill him so he never makes it to the duel so it just ensures marquis victory and you have which you can see how fucked up marquis is just like all this stuff he's trying to do and then you have uh the everyday i guess person in this line of business dude they're not even like well dressed they're just like thug looking dudes all just going after john and i love the uh road part because they keep getting hit by cars. They either dodge the cars or someone <laughs> get hit by the cars because, you know, the cars are going, like, full speed. So they're just like, ah! Oh! They get up and they still try to shoot. And uh, it's so funny watching all of that happening because the car... Imagine you're driving there and there's just... You're running... You're driving through a shootout and you're just hitting someone on your, like... You're just Someone just... You hit someone and you're like, I don't know they what's happening. <laughs> Bullets are going everywhere. I, I can't stop for this. Like, I gotta... I just gotta keep going. And because it's so weird, there's no, there's no one that's like, looks, it feels like civilians just disappear throughout this whole thing. And you're like, is this just a thing that this world has? Is this really like, I think it's like an honestly an alternate earth 
where this is a known thing. Like, when they're going after that big dude that John has to kill to get back into his family, there's a whole club there, and people freak out for a second, and then they go back to dancing. They're like, oh, shit, he's shooting that guy. <laughs> and you're just like, Yeah, oh. I mean, that's kind of like, that was what was so interesting about, like, the first movie was, like, you know, he, from the moment he unearths that, like, suitcase full of, like, not just, like, his guns and shit, but, like, the tokens, and, like, there's this whole, seems to be this, like, underground world set up for this, uh, like, assassin community and stuff like that. But then the more the series goes on, you're like, how do normal people not just, like, notice all this shit all the time? Like, there's literally assassins everywhere. I mean, they literally, it's insane. Yeah, it, I don't understand how any of this works. Like, it's a whole international thing, but you're just kind of like, fuck it, okay. Nah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, at the same time, I don't care. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, if that's how it is in that world where it's just a regular thing, and then I'll be like, okay, dope. If it's not, and they're just like, they're just somehow keep it underground. I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, who cares? If I saw that shit and I was walking by, I'd be like, it's not my business. I'm just going to keep walking. <laughs> I'm not even going to get involved in this. I'm, I just get killed immediately. Not worth it. Uh, is that Keanu Reeves? Uh, but like, uh, I, I, you know what? Actually, it'd be hilarious if like John flies through like a wet restaurant window and there's just like a dude that's like the mater d' there that's just literally just a, the average restaurant mater d'. Oh, hey, John, you're working again? Like, that, yeah. that would be fucking funny. Um, or, like, a bus That's not what it feels like. like the, it really you know, does. They well, they, like, they introduced the Bowery King in, like, the third movie or whatever. Was I think he was, it, no, he was in the second movie, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. And, or, and you're just like... No, it was the third. It was... No, not... Mm. Well, whichever one it was. It was and it, movie, you're just like, right. wait, like, so are just all homeless people or just, like, a bunch of homeless people just hidden assassins slash, like, intel people? Like, I don't what, know. Huh? I still love that one homeless dude in the last movie that's like, he like comes up to a dude and is like, hey buddy, man, and just starts, proceeds to stab him repeatedly. Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. I gotta stop swearing. Uh, so John goes through all this stuff. He's fighting all these guys. At one point, there's like a fight in a house. I think it's like an abandoned building. And there's a point where the dog is about to get killed by like the top elite guy. And John saves the dog. And Tracker's like, you saved my dog. I'm on your side now. So Tracker actually proceeds to help him for the rest of the way. Not like next to him, but like he's kind of like a sniper for John, which helps him out a bit. And it's nice because he wins Tracker over because Tracker's like, you know what? I like you. You're cool. You know, you didn't kill my dog and I'm not dead. So this is, this is pretty good. And you get to then the most insane part of the movie the stairs there is a long flight of stairs in this park and john has to go up the stairs and you think you know it's just stairs right no this is like the craziest fight so john has to fight all these dudes going up the stairs he it, it's everything from shooting hand-to-hand -hand combat all this crazy stuff the elite guy, this dude, the elite dude that's like in charge should have died like three times already. And he's not dead. He's just like, I'm going to keep coming. And John's <laughs> fighting these people and John will get up like some of the stairs. This dude will fight John and they'll, John will win, but he'll fall down the stairs, fall all the way down the stairs. Then he has to try again. And it's a whole thing of just falling down these like stairs over and over and 
I think he gets near the top is when the main fall happens because he goes all the way down to the bottom. Damn. And it's a long flight. But eventually, uh, when he gets to the bottom again, I believe is when Kane shows up and is like, yo, this isn't honorable. I'm going to help you get to the duel. Even though we're going to be the ones dueling, I'm going to help make sure you get there. So they team up, go through, fight together and win. Uh, Eventually, that dude finally gets killed, the, the head guy, and they get to the duel and uh by the end of it like him and kane are basically shooting each other with these pistols and john lets kane win it's very smart so john's like bleeding out and when they did the fight john didn't like the i think this is like the third or fourth i forget how so that they'll shoot each other they'll hit each other they're like now bleeding uh from these musket shots and they basically will take a step or a few steps closer and then do it again and they they do it like three or four times if i recall and the last one kane Mm -hmm. shoots john john doesn't even shoot and he gets hit like he tries to it shows that he tries to shoot but he doesn't get hit uh, I mean, he doesn't shoot. And so now he's like on the ground and Marquis like, all right, you could stop. I'll take it from here. I want the killing shot on him. So he goes to do it. And they go like, John never fired. And John just looks at him and he goes, hey, Marquis, bam, <laughs> just blasts him with that shot he didn't take. Damn. So that was the loophole. So Kane and John didn't want to kill each other. So they tricked him and had Kane nearly killed john then john kills marquis gets him out of the way so kane's like cool i'm free see you later guys and john's like cool i'm also free and forgiven see you later guys but i'm dead because i'm also bleeding out to death so now i'm dead so he like kicks the bucket and you're like oh damn trash uh but he's not dead uh like it's supposed to, it's implied he dies they go to his grave and it's like it ends with like one stone the whole time mr krabs is there he's just like uh it was a fine duel you know everything's done it's forgiven winston you get the con- the, the bet was also winston gets his continental rebuilt so he gets the continental back he gets full like jurisdiction on it again and he's like and marquis taken care of because also he was becoming a he would have been a thorn in their side too so it, everything goes well and he's like all right everything's done and he like scrambles away and shit so, uh, you see, like, Winston and the Barry King at the end at John's grave, and it's implied, like, John's, like, overlooking them, watching them at his grave and stuff. Uh, and it ends with that for John. And then for Kane, it shows him, like, with flowers, I'm going to go finally see my daughter, but who is behind Kane, Akira, ready to avenge her father. And he doesn't know she's there. Mm. so uh it's a very well done movie so i was basically had to summarize it so you understood it uh they do a really great job of you don't want these characters to die and we've seen like you know each movie has a antagonist that is one you're not necessarily rooting for against john but you root for them because you think they're also like you you kind of love these guys versus like the ones you want dead and the first one you know it's like alfie allen the Theon Greyjoy, you know, he's the son and his dad. They're like, they got to die. But Willem Dafoe was at first going to be his enemy. And then it turns out, you know, he's not, but he still dies. And you're like, damn. Second movie is common. And he speaks Italian, which is fucking hilarious. But he doesn't die. He like, John lets him live. 
Uh, whereas, like, you know, you have uh, Ruby Rose's character, what was it, Ares, gets killed, along with, like, the main dude John goes after. Uh, and in 3, I forget who the main... I'm going to be honest, I forget who the main villain was in 3. Uh, but you have the two guys from the raid go after him, and they don't die. And you you appreciate that, because you're like, oh, cool. You know, you, they see, like, the big names that these guys are and the enjoyment of them. And the same thing with uh, Donnie Yen as Kane is all these like characters that you don't necessarily want to die because as cool as John Wick is, now they've introduced these other characters from very big movies that you know them from. It's like Expendables, but they're the they're, it's like oh hey it's the guys from the Raid. John Wick and the Raid go hand in hand together practically. So it would be sad if you watch the guys from the Raid get killed. Same with Ip Man being killed too. You're just like I want to see Ip Man survive. Uh, so there is enjoyment in just having like not full lists of like hated characters. Instead, like there's antagonists that you can at least enjoy and root for them to live at the same time while not wanting John Wick to lose as well. Uh, the choreography is pretty much on the level of the other movies. I think they did a great job. I am not sure where I would rank it. It's hard to say because I honestly don't even know how I'd rank the other three. Uh, each one is so much fun, but I honestly think I'd have to watch all four of them back to back to like really compare of like which one do I like more. Uh, because in terms of like climaxes, I think the first two had the best climaxes. I think four kind of had the most. How would I how would I call it? Um, like the way it all goes through, you're thinking like there's gonna be something big, but it kind of it diffuses itself with the with the end. Like you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's not a big deal, but it wasn't as like insane as I thought it would be. If that makes sense. So it definitely doesn't have like the biggest bang uh, compared to like the the first two at least, and the mm. third one was like it was well done, but not also didn't have the biggest bang either, if I recall. So, I like I said, I'm not sure where to rank it, but it is for sure so far, and we are five months into the, we're about four and a half months into the year so far. It is my number two movie of the year uh, at this point in time. And if you haven't seen it in theaters, I would highly advise you to see it in theaters. This is definitely a theatrical experience that is worth seeing like it's you're doing it disrespect if you don't see it in theaters like you could see it at home but this is definitely something like i would say over most other movies that have been out so far that you definitely want to see on a big screen for sure uh the other thing about it was um i think they you know they didn't do anything special for lance reddick that would have been like out of pocket it just they went with the movie as normal because uh, especially it was made bef way before he was going to pass away. Like, yeah. I was shocked that they were able to, in time, get at the end, you know, in memory of Lance Reddick and stuff. Because they were able to at least put that in. Because it happened, like, right before the movie even released. Yeah, I mean, they were doing, like, the press tour, like, when, while, like, it was happening when he died, basically. Which yeah. is, like, right before the movie came out. And, you know... They're not sure of if they want to do a John Wick 5. That's the whole thing of like John kind of faking his death makes it so he can kind of live a life potentially of what he could. We don't really know what he'd even want to do because there's not really anything for him 
uh, at this point. Like, you don't really see anything happen with him. The whole thing was, hey, your wife's dead. Here's a dog. They killed his dog. Now he's out for revenge. Cool, I'm done. Oh, wait, no, I'm back in again. And then from there, it's just, like, ongoing stuff. Like, we, what he was going to do in between one and two would be the only thing that I could think of, but it wasn't really even, like, anything. It was just, like, I'm going to go home and just feed this dog. That, that was about yeah. it. I mean, he literally wanted to be retired, and just people kept coming back and, like, fucking with him. Yeah. So, for five, uh, if I recall correctly hearing this, apparently Chad Stolutsky, uh, uh him and Keanu Reeves are going to go to Japan and hash out a John Wick 5 script or something like that, or like what it could potentially be. And depending on how they feel about it would determine whether or not they'd even want to move forward with a fifth movie or not. So it could be the end. It just depends on how they feel. Uh, Cause they're pretty much saying they're done, but they could do more. But first they want to see, well, what could it be? Would it be worth doing more or not? Uh, in the meantime, you know, they're doing spinoffs now. We have the Continental show coming soon, which is supposed to be like a three-parter. And there's a trailer out for it. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but apparently there's a trailer out and it has like a young Winston, uh, which will be cool. And then the other thing being the, what I'm really excited about is the ballerina movie. And that I think comes out next year. That is the one that uh, James, you in John Wick 3, do you remember the female assassins that they show they're like doing ballet and stuff oh yeah yeah so this is about that and it's about one of them getting like vengeance and stuff and it takes place apparently between three and four and this one is starring anna de Armas as oh, yeah. the assassin and apparently john wick will be in it winston will be in it uh i think even uh lance reddick's in it too so this might be his last film that he got to be in uh when that comes out next year which is really nice to, that he was they were able to get him in there too um, so it'll be interesting seeing these two spinoffs. I think that I, I have faith that these will both be pretty good, uh, in regards to like, you know, other things in their spinoffs haven't necessarily been good. Like just one example, I think the Witcher, uh, I heard their like blood origin show didn't do well. Um, we haven't watched it yet, but, uh, there's plenty of things that could go great with it and keep the universe moving. Uh, otherwise, Keanu Reeves, I believe, is going to do either a show or a movie on Berserker, which was his uh, comic book that he came out with. It was like a 12-issue comic book where he's like this immortal guy that can't die and keeps killing people. And I uh, you know he wanted to make that into like a movie or a show, so that's going to be happening. I think when you look at that comic book, it's basically just the, it's the screenplay of the with pictures of his movie that he wanted to make or show. Um, meanwhile... Since he's done with John Wick, Chad Stolensky is going to move on to the Ghost of Tsushima movie, which will be really cool. That's the director for it. And I'm so pumped to see what he's going to do with that choreography because I feel like John Wick 4 kind of gives you a taste with all the archery and katana play, like all the, all the sword play there and that kind of thing. Like you could see he's now like getting started with it. And I feel like he, I feel like that could be a reason why he chose Japan for part of the movie, like, and him and him and Keanu Reeves meeting in Japan where he's going to be basically probably filming Ghost of Tsushima as well. Like there's so much to do for that kind of thing. So I'm really pumped to see how everything goes for that kind of like all that stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll get it in a few years or a couple years. Eventually I would say, I think I feel like Ghost of Tsushima would come out like 
2026, 2025 at the soonest. Yeah, I forgot that they were even, like, doing a Ghost Shima movie. Yeah, that's how I, I got excited for it, because uh, he would be the one in charge of it. And I was like, oh, he's going to do it? Okay, then. I am so down for that. Yeah, he's... Uh, I don't know if that's his next movie, because he's got a lot of stuff in production right now. Uh, like that, Vice City, Rainbow... He's doing a Rainbow Six project, too. Highlander... Gangsters of Shanghai, Black Samurai, Sandman Slim, Killer Be Killed. But it's that whole thing of uh, are they actually being worked on or are they in like a, a, a permanent shelf somewhere where it yeah. just kind of got done? Like, I mean, like Robert Rodriguez and with uh, Machete Kills again in space. I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> oh, I want yeah. my third Machete movie, damn it. So it's that kind of thing of like which of those are actually going to be in the way of Ghost of Tsushima or if that's the next thing on his... Uh, plate but i feel like it is the next thing on his plate uh but that's pretty much sean before i thought it was a really good time i thought you know audio cinematography was superb uh amazing theatrically had a fun story you know it's not super deep at all it never is but it's just so much fun watching this action uh, i doubt anything will be better than it in terms of action and choreography at all like uh i think the only things that'll be like big boom bang all that stuff is just what beast wars and fast x but fast x is like a different creature where that's more of cars and stuff so and vin diesel probably like beating up like an army with his bare hands like i'm vin diesel power by family <laughs> which is fantastic i don't know if you know that in fast fast nine he literally took chains and brought down the like this whole floor uh and everyone there so he stopped everyone there and they all like felt <laughs> Up to their deaths it was insane um god that was so good uh but yeah that was john wick part four uh evil dead rise um so we saw that in the theater dude and it was an empty ass theater some people showed up like right when the movie was about to start at first we were like oh shit we're in an empty theater this will be fun yeah i thought i keep hoping that like one day i'll get to see a movie where it's like i'm the only person in the theater and twice recently that's been like close to true and then like people show up <laughs> if they you know if you're the only one in the theater that means you get to run up and down the stairs watching the movie and like go crazy or and at least the you, person like, in the projector room like, watches them like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah uh i guess before we really start off with the movie it was a cool um i guess uh reveal that army of darkness plays into canon of all of the movies connecting them all. And I didn't like it. It's such an awesome reveal that, that they did that. So the whole thing is like in army of darkness, which is like the third evil dead movie of the originals with Bruce Campbell and everything else. When he's in like the medieval times, he comes up and finds not one, but three Necronomicons. And he's like, Oh crap. Yeah. And he's like, well, what's going to happen? And doesn't he accidentally send them all away? Uh, I don't remember if they ever explicitly said what happened to those other two books in that movie. It was just like he was told by the the wizard or whatever, like someone in the medieval times was like, okay, if you want to get back to your own time and end all this deadite bullshit, you have to take this book that you brought with you, take it to this special place, put it on the pedestal, speak these three magic words, and then that'll like seal the book. Uh, essentially and so he goes there and he finds the pedestal and there's like two other pedestals with two other books on them 
and then he like puts the book down and fucks up because he forgets what the third word is and that ends up like making it worse up and unleashing the army of the dead yeah uh so i don't remember if they ever said like what happened in those books it was just like he he left and tried to be like oh well i i think i did it right and they're the books were just like left there so it's interesting that like they brought back those books yes. for like the other two movies yeah so for those that don't know that main book that he brings back that's the one he deals with in evil dead one two army of darkness ash versus evil dead so all of that is that singular book and you find out the roles of the other two the second book is actually the book that is in evil dead the 2013 reboot and then the third book is turns out to be the one that is an evil dead rise and yeah, which is super cool because i thought the 2013 one was just like a, a standalone a reboot. reboot yeah but they're all like, in yeah. the same world which super is awesome cool. yeah it's insane and you see them basically each get solved but i don't think the books are you know they can't destroy the books so yeah it's like, it's like a, I, it, I like that idea of just like there is no way to permanently fix this like issue it's just these evil books will never be like destroyed can never be destroyed uh i mean maybe with like some random magic you could figure it out but like it's just by conventional beans you can't like tear up the book you can't set it on fire and occasionally it will just cause mayhem to happen almost makes you want to see like the origin of these books practically yeah which would be, you know, I don't even know what you, when it would be. It's like pre-Army of Darkness, I guess. Uh, They talk about that in... They say, I think they talk about that a little bit in the Evil Dead series. Because there's like a demon in there that's like, I'm the one that like made these books, mm. I think. I don't, I don't remember the series as much anymore. It's been forever. Yeah, it, they, it's been a while, yeah, yeah, so I don't remember entirely. Plus, like each season was it was a completely different plot, practically, of like... Oh, we're on the road and Lucy Lawless is there. And the other one's like, we're in a school and you have a daughter. And it's like, oh, shit. So, you know, they, they kind of go all over the place with it. Um, but I think this movie holds up with the others. I think it was a great time. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's the best one, but it definitely holds its own and is easily highly recommended for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the last two movies, I was just so worried that they were just the studios were taking like a known property and just making another movie out of it, which I mean, sometimes that can turn out good. But most of the time, it just it feels like a cheap like money grab. Yeah. And there's like there's no soul to it. It's just like, well, we did it to make money. So enjoy product or don't. And uh, thankfully for both the 2013 reboot and this one. It feels like they actually give a shit about making like a good horror movie. And like the 2013 one, it like it maybe went a little bit too far into the gory stuff because there are honestly some moments where I, it was just like straight up disgusting. Uh, but the this most recent one, uh, Rise, like it had some like gross gory shit in it, but it wasn't like too gratuitous. So it was just like there were shocking moments but it wasn't like too much to the point where i was like okay i don't i don't know if i want to keep watching yeah like even with like the movie starting with that girl basically having her like her hair like her whole scalp just like ripped off in like one go yeah i dude the imdb is 15 people because of how little characters there were in this movie it's insane 
Uh, which I always, it's funny because I always forget how little people are actually in the Evil Dead movies. Like the only ones that have a lot of people are his Army of Darkness and uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Those are the only yeah. two. Uh, everything yeah, else no, is like, like a very small group. Well, because all the other movies are generally like a cabin in the woods type horror movie where it's like an isolated location with a few people. And there's like some reason why they can't leave or whatever. Uh, and I, I thought it was clever that they sort of had that set up for this movie, but it was in like an apartment building in the city. Yeah. So you would think like, well, why don't they just go get help? And like, they do a pretty good job of explaining why they can't just like shout out into the streets and like ask for help or, or whatever. Like the elevators busted and like the stairs are literally destroyed because of like an earthquake or whatever and uh there there's a time where they someone tries to scream for help outside the window and it's raining so hard that like the guy down on the street like literally just cannot hear them yeah so it's just like they did a good job of like even though it's not physically as remote of a location they still had like reasons for why the main character like all the people involved were like cut off from help yeah and the fact too that this all happens on a single floor and then also the garage. Like yeah. there's all these, there's other floors in this building and none of them are affected by this. They're just kind of like, what oh, the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Which is why it's really funny at the end of the movie when like just some random other person goes to get her car and notices like blood all over the garage. They're just like, what the fuck happened? God. Um, uh, I think so this whole thing, they, they start off with the, they throw me off because you see the beginning has stuff from the trailer and the trailer, you see like someone floating over the water and you're yeah. like, you know, what the hell is that? Like, oh, I thought this isn't a building. What's going on here? And they do a cabin in the woods at the very beginning for a brief second. And it's a very, yeah. very small cabin. Cause it's like three people. Um, but they reveal like, Hey, this girl is possessed by the book. And now she's going to kill her friend and her boyfriend. And she fucking kills the shit out of her boyfriend. Uh, his head just pops out of the water. You're like, oh. Um, yeah. But he, uh, or like, you see that and you're like, oh, okay. And then it goes a few days earlier and you're just like. You're just like, what? What? Yeah. Hey, what, what is, what's this going to mean? And that whole thing of like, yeah, she comes down at the end of the movie and that's like, oh, that's what how that got there. And yeah, then I like, like I feel like completely forgotten about the beginning of the movie by then. I was just like, oh yeah. It, it it's funny because you're like, oh, so that's just kind of how that ends. And you assume, I guess, that she survived, at, or she basically probably killed her friend. Uh, yeah, who knows? But the whole movie is like about motherhood and motherhood it is family it's fam <laughs> yes family but it's it, it's it's interesting because we don't get this setting everything is always a group of friends going to the cabin or a group of people trying to stop everything going on never here's a family and most of the characters are just kids for the most part and yeah. there's the sister who's played by, I believe, Lily Sullivan, plays Beth, and she shows up and is like, hey, I'm pregnant. Oh, God. And her sister, uh, Ellie, is played by uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Sutherland, which I feel like she's in some other stuff. Oh, 
She's in um. That's why she's in the mist. Uh, wait, no, that's the newer mist version. Never mind. She's in. What was she? She was in something. Oh, she's in Vikings. She's like the queen in Vikings. Interesting. Okay. But she's like the first one to get possessed, and you know she gets possessed. Like they show her so much in the trailers and like the posters. I think even some of the posters say like "Mommy's Home" or some shit. I forget. And actually, this isn't too bad of a time because this comes out like what a month before Mother's Day, really, or like right before Mother's Day. Also, you're muted. Uh, oh, I didn't realize it was muted. I don't know why. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, but yeah, it's because right now we're recording on Mother's Day. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just funny that that came out so close to it. I think if they put that out like the Friday before Mother's Day. That would have been hilarious. Just like, happy Mother's Day. Ah! Yeah. Uh, it'd be so good. Um, the, I guess the first thing I want to talk about in terms of like everything that happens in the movie of like the possessions and everything else was they do a fantastic job with the makeup. They do such a good job of making the mom look so twisted, like over time, Kenning possessed and all the stuff that happens to her and the whole thing with the the deadites is their eyes turn like yellow and for the mom she she turns like super pale and it's like freaky looking because i think she's the only one that really gets is like more pale than everyone else because she's been dead longer so she's already starting to lose like the warmth of her body and whatnot uh and then once she restarts again you're just like oh jesus christ okay but uh the makeup is really well done. She looks antagonizing or horrifying, I guess you would say, because the way they pull off the cinematography in this, I would say is really well done. Like the other movies, I think they do a great job of what they're trying to do. But this one, I think had the best camera movement for sake of, for the sake of horror, for the sake of scaring someone. When I say that, uh, there's a scene where the mother, when she first comes back, uh, she's in the bathtub and she comes out of it and she's like on the, what is it? Like the ceiling of the bathtub for a second. Yeah. She's like doing the scream. But once like that, it's like, the, I think that's like the whole possession and shit going on. But once it's done uh, and she becomes full, it's fully like that creature. Uh, I mean, the dead eye, like her hands come up out of the bathtub and she like rises and you're like, oh geez. But the true part, the absolute freakiest part probably in the movie was they back away from the bathroom and they just see her kind of head peering out of the door. And yeah, that, that was super creepy. That was the best part in terms I of just it... horror, just pure horror. Cause it was so unsettling the way they yeah. had that. You don't need like the, the jump scare. You don't need like the, the creepy thing in the corner, which I will say they do creepy thing in the corner and we'll talk about that soon enough yeah but this was just mm, chef's kiss whore very good yeah. i think that's one of the reasons why the deadites are such a, like i mean granted for some of the movies in this series they're like kind of goofy as well as like creepy or more goofy than creepy but like for the movies in this series that are trying to actually do like legitimate horror yeah it's creepy that these things they're not just trying to kill you they seem to enjoy terrorizing people. Yeah. And so it's just like, 
this thing could just like murder this entire family in like two minutes or whatever but it's like toying with them and making them think that like well maybe mom is still in there or whatever and like oh maybe she'll be fine like maybe we were wrong that she was dead or whatever and it's just like no, 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 This thing is just fucking with you. And it's yeah. just, like, trying to lure you into a false sense of security so it can get you when you least expect it. And the whole thing with it, too, is just... The, Necro- the Necronomicon and all this stuff that goes with it... It was Necronomicon, right? Yeah, it was Necronomicon. And, yeah, um, for the first movie, at least, yeah. Because I couldn't remember... I, I was like, Neonomicon? Which one's Neonomicon? That's an Alan Moore thing, I think. But, uh... Uh-huh. It's, I think that was, like, a Cthulhu thing. But, uh... The whole idea of this, like, this pure force of evil. And I truly mean evil because it's not like, oh, I'm going to kill you. It's, yeah, I'm going to toy with you. I'm going to make, I'm going to do so much cruelty to you before you die. And then to add insult to injury, I'm going to use your dead against you. I'm going to use their emotions against you, your emotions against you. And also I'm going to twist them, deform them. And basically make them something that you don't recognize anymore, even though they're someone that you potentially loved. Like, that is pure fucking evil. Like, there's nothing worse than that. That's, like, insanely good. Like, that's such a cool idea that Sam Raimi came up with this when he made Evil Dead. Like, It makes the title, like, perfect. Like, they are truly the evil dead. Yeah. Like I, I would love it. It's like um, what was it? Dark Knight Rises. Ben Mendelsohn when he when Bane's like about to kill him. You're you're pure evil. <laughs> it's like, do, <laughs> do you feel like you have power? Like you're in charge? Wow, you're going to die, and we're gonna read from the book, and then the dead will come to life. Yeah, I know. I went Harley Quinn at the end there for the Bane because he does like the high pitch. Oh yeah, Bane just God bless you, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Uh, I, oh, love that show. I love that show so we're, we're, we'll do it once the movies are once we're done catching up on movies uh for cut of steel we're that, that, that's the first thing we're doing uh for sure is the harley quinn series um so you have all this awesome horror which i don't want to talk about it all at once yet but i think i think i want to talk about the possession first because in previous Evil Dead movies, we've had just... Usually, they always read from the book, if I'm correct. They always read from the book, and there'll always be someone that's outside when it's being read. Or uh, they'll read the book outside, but the evil happens, and you have its perspective, and it's like a force in the air. You never see what it is, and it's like... It's so like iconic to the series of just like the first-person camera like zooming through the forest in like weird ways. Yeah. And I think it's the cool thing about it, I think, is when the person that's about to get hit by it sees it, it's not that they see a creature. They just see they, they see that feeling of evil because it's like there's movement. There's all this stuff. So you're, you're visibly seeing something that doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. And it isn't because it's like it's like an evil wind that's coming at you. Yeah. Um, and in the. <sighs> In the mo- in the old movies, uh, the girl that gets possessed first gets more or less raped by a tree, if I recall yeah, correctly. Fucked up. Yeah, that was super <laughs> fucked up. In 2013, Evil Dead, uh, wasn't it like a slugworm thing? 
I don't remember. Rapes her. Like, I remember it was like a similar scene to the original, which again led into like why I thought it was supposed to be like a reboot slash reimagining yeah. or whatever. Uh, but I don't remember the specifics. Okay. I'm pretty sure also, I mean, either way, she basically also gets raped by the evil force and yeah. possessed. And it's always in the woods. It's always, like I said, a tree or like a worm shit or something. I, I forget what it was in 2013. I'm, but I'm pretty sure in the old one, it was a tree. And I don't want, want to get them mixed up. But for this one, this one, they somehow still make it completely similar. And I was not expecting how they would do it. Because it's like, oh, you know, the tree and stuff. It grabs her and has the vines and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, fine. This one is like, hey, you know, we're in an urban landscape. We're in Los Angeles. Uh, there's We're in an old building. And she goes down for laundry and she's coming, I think it was, yeah, it was like laundry and stuff, but she's coming back up. She's in an old elevator. And what happens? The elevator like freaks out. The force like throws her into the air. The like cables and stuff from the elevator come out and like grab her and stuff. Dude, the moment where like it bent her arm backwards and like snapped, I was, I literally was like, oh. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, God. Ugh, the, it's uncomfortable. There, There's horror and then there's pain threshold of just seeing like a mutilation happen to somebody. And it's like, for me, I think I have a high threshold of like what's going to be unsettling to me. So for this one, I was just like, oh shit, it's fine. It wasn't too bad. It's not yeah, like, like the for ones me, I hate is like when it's like, oh, a paper cut on the tongue or like it's yeah. the more unnatural ones, like a nail coming off or something. For me, it's like very certain, very specific things will get me more than others. Like anything to do with the eyes. And then, like, limbs being bent backwards. Oh, I, oh those, dude, I hate... Those are the two things that, for some reason, get me the most. Yeah, I, I don't like that. That definitely sucks. If it's, like, a whole, like, my arm got blown off, I'm like, hey, your arm got blown off for some reason. But if it's yeah. the smaller things, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ! So, yeah, that that uh, trap in Saw where the dude was having all his limbs slowly bent all the way around, I was just like, nope, this is the worst one for me. I don't remember. I stopped... Oh, God, I'm so tired of Saw. But, um... Yeah. I, I watched, like, the full franchise, and then I think they did, like, either a reboot. They did, like, Jigsaw. Yeah, they keep bringing the, that series back for, like, one more. Someone said the Chris Rock movie was actually not too bad. It wasn't actually bad. It was apparently... I think that was Spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah. But I, I just stopped. I, I was I'm, I was done. I was so tired. I, I felt I was forcing myself to watch it, because this is back when I was, like, I have to finish every... Like, if I'm... I'm going to watch it. I'm going to finish it to the end. And then yeah, I was like, I hate I finishing the, this to the end. I was tired after the third movie. I think I skipped Spiral after I watched Jigsaw. And I was just like, this movie's dumb. I don't like yeah. it. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, I missed two movies then. And I'm happy I missed them. I don't feel like going back. Uh, So, she gets, like, possessed in this elevator. Getting literally the shit beat out of her by this thing. It's, like, throwing her around. She's still in, like, full, I guess, like, cognitive control and everything. Because she's and, not dead yet. Yeah, she's not dead yet. She's still alive, but she's basically like, holy crap, what's going on? Like, I'm being mutilated right now by an elevator. And, it's, yeah, it's breaking parts of her body. It's throwing her around. And then finally, like, it lets her go. And she gets up and, like, gets the possession starts. And she goes to the door and she's, you know, it's like the... Just the she's door. like shuffling around and stuff. Yeah. It's creepy. And they let her in and, you know, she's like trying to cook the eggs and the eggs somehow the possession in like of the building has already begun. Like the eggs are already like screwed up. They're like blood in them and everything else. That was like fucking creepy. Yeah. I was like, how'd you do that already? Uh, and, you know, she gets um, 
is starting to fully like die and she, you know her last words were like protect my children yeah it's like it's she knew me, it was don't it, let it get like, my children don't let it get my children she knows what's happening and you know unfortunately um plural she says and that doesn't really work out unfortunately but yeah. uh the, the idea of you know they're always reading from a book and it's always just reading from a book this one introduces something new because well, not entirely because in the first or second one like this is co- it's second very one. similar it was the second one i think it's very similar to how that it happened in this movie where like they play a recording of someone reading the book yes and that's like good that's enough to do the words again yeah or maybe that was but in I, the 2013 one i'm not sure i don't know but i, I, I just i like that in the original movie they just like let it keep playing because they're like this is fucking weird and creepy whatever yeah uh and they didn't know what was happening but like literally almost immediately in this movie the kid who's like playing it on his like awesome computer setup and everything with his like turntable he tries to stop it and it's just like some force is keeping the the record needle like on the record and it's like it just keeps playing even when he unplugs it and shit like, that was crazy so. he couldn't even get it to he couldn't lift the the the, the um yeah. so it's like there's there is no stopping this once it started yeah it was still going the needle wouldn't go up that was it's the needle uh cool thing you know whose voice that was on the record on the record the record that was uh i think that was bruce campbell right that was bruce campbell i, was I heard bruce about that campbell. afterward and i was like that's fucking cool yeah i was so i was like cool because for those who don't know bruce campbell is done with evil dead yeah he's like he's not playing ash anymore and he has very good reason he's like i'm too old for this i can't do this anymore yeah. my body's not capable of doing this anymore and uh that's why like when Ash vs. Evil Dead got canceled before its final season. Like it went three seasons, it was supposed to go four. Uh, he just said, "Well, we, you know, we tried, we did good enough, but that's it. I'm done. Goodbye." And that's the cool thing about this is he came back for this little thing, the little cameo, and all he had to do was probably going into an ADR room and just be like, do a little yeah. voiceover, which is nice. No, nothing physical. It's just like he's still included, but doesn't need to like strain himself. And stuff. Yeah. So. I really enjoy that they did that. And the cool thing about it of just like, here's this church heresy that we're doing and we shouldn't be doing this. And uh, we just want to see what it is. And I'm being, you know, he's getting like seduced by it. I love the idea. Yeah. He's like, yeah, think of all the things we could learn if we could like communicate with the dead and stuff like that. And then like the next recording is like, I was so wrong. I fucked fucked up up so bad. Fucked up guys. Yeah. And they, you know, they fix it and, you learn like this is really like the best they could do was literally hide the book in a vault under a building yeah i mean but in a vault before you know it was built over and that's right it it did used to be a bank and and even then like uh that building was old too so it's like how old this is like old time los angeles very very old and it's probably like a century i guess before the movie takes place if not over a century so it's really cool kind of seeing uh old time stuff but in the west coast because the whole thing about the west coast is we're a lot more new compared to the east coast east coast you'll go there and it's like hey this building's been around since like 17 something or 18 something and you come to san francisco and it's like this building's been around since 1920 because everything burnt down and we also had a gold rush here more than 100 years old (laughs) yeah otherwise it was like 1849 people started coming here because of gold and stuff yeah uh hence 49ers and stuff uh so we never really have been as new and same with la uh, or any part of the West Coast, really, that was, even though the Spanish were here, they didn't, like, develop, like, the 
British did, I guess you would say. Yeah, they built a bunch of, a bunch of missions, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, we're gonna convert you. No, leave us alone, please. Uh, but like, uh, th- they have that sense of like, it is old missionary style Catholics that did this. Uh, the whole thing, the the way they sound and everything else, and when they finally get to everything going on, you're like. So an earthquake did this because, you know, San Andreas Fault reveals this whole thing. Uh, what was his name? It was Danny, uh, played by Morgan Davies, goes in there and he finds it, reveals all this stuff and everything happens. But once it's done, you get to see like uh, all the, the fun stuff because you think there's not many people. What could possibly happen? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, the mother attacks her daughter, which was already bad enough. And uh, she like, what did, how did, what did she hit her? Did she scratch her? She, she had like a, a tattoo needle somehow. I don't know why they had that in their apartment. <laughs> but it, didn't she hit her with her own skin though? She did something where. She tried to, she was like going to lick the uh, wound. Because she was just like, oh, let mommy kiss it. I think it she better. still licked it, though, then, right? Considering Probably. She gets was, I think that's how the infection got into the daughter. Yeah. So, like, they kick her out and she kills all the neighbors. Like, there's these two brothers that are there and you think, oh, will they be okay? No, they get, like, the little one gets, dude, like, thrown like a rag doll. That was, like, the funniest shit was when she, like, bit that one dude's eye out and then yeah. spit it out into someone else's mouth. And it just, he like, died he chokes choked, to death. Yeah, he chokes to death on the eye and then, um... <laughs> The old white dude comes out with the gun and you're like, oh, he can do it. And then he's like, no, they all get. I was so hoping that he would make like a boomstick joke. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So they all just get got immediately. And you're just like, holy crap. Okay. The daughter's um, very quick with the uh, turn there. And her Hers whole was thing, possibly more disturbing for me than the, the glass. Just yeah. Just like the thing where she starts like spinning up like black bugs and shit and then like the next time you see her she's just like hunched over the counter crunching on like this glass like like it was like a wine glass or whatever yeah and it's just like the sound of it it's just like it's like so well done and creepy but and just the, like, the way the, the look of the glass going down her yeah and then they showed her swallow throat. some glass and it's like poking its way down her throat and it's just the way she turns and uh tells like talks to her aunt and it's just like I need to eat the sharp things to kill the bugs in my stomach or whatever. The, however tummy. she said it. Yeah. yeah and I was she just says like, tummy. Cause it's, yeah, it's like, I don't like freaky. gross things in my tummy. And I was just like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this. This is unsettling. Yeah. This is not, not good. Yeah. And you know, the horror on their faces. Cause it's just like, Oh crap. So it can spread like this. And, uh, who kills her? Her little sister with the, yeah, with dude. the stick. Uh, what do they call? the like it had like a stupid pun name it was like the play horse right wasn't it yeah but it was like a doll it was like a doll head that had a name it was like batney or something like that yeah it was like uh i don't know it's funny because it was a a deranged doll from a little girl who is like the one person one of the two people that don't get possessed uh which is ironic so and like speaking of that like doll stick thing like that that is one thing that I love about this movie that I noticed is they, they do the a really good job of like specifically setting shit up for later. Yeah. Where it's like in the very beginning of the movie, like 
the kids go out for pizza and uh or i guess like early on in the movie they go out for pizza and like they set up like oh the the clicker for the garage is like doesn't work on the first time every time and sometimes it's a very slow lifting thing and like it makes a loud noise and there's a, there happens to be a wood chipper in the basement. I bet that'll be important later. Oh yeah, no, they like the, you can tell every just, the minute we see the wood chipper, we were just like, ooh, yeah, like the the daughter is like playing with scissors in the beginning of the movie, and it's just like, are you playing with my scissors again? No, she throws it under the uh, the couch. It's just like that's gonna come back. Yeah. So like they did a really good job of like setting shit up at one point, and like the moment that she's like playing with the the stick doll thing and like her older sister like breaks it accidentally and it's now like a spike i was like that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna come back yeah uh, god and just the the way it drives because it goes through the mouth out the back of her yeah head, and you're just like cool it's done no no that i think that was the, yeah, I, I love the that, three like, freaky parts this the were, brother like, even like ties down the, her his sister's corpse because like, he didn't the do it well like, enough and the aunt's like why'd you do that it's like i don't know just just in case and, it, and yeah was right. somehow she still gets back up he she gets up and she's like a ghost like that's that like was the creepiest thing we were, we're just, just like, like oh shit watch out watch yeah out, like the, watch out the other kids are like walking down the hallway like i forget what they're like looking to investigate but then like one more person comes around the corner and it's just like oh shit that's the do- the sister she's back up oh fuck <laughs> yeah god that was horrifying and you know she takes out her brother pretty much but um yeah, stabbed him like right through the bicep yeah and you know he's even like because he's like he's like he's sorry he fails his sister because she no like one less person to protect her but also and, sorry like, that he started it all yeah. by accident he didn't know um and there's a lot of influence from the 2013 movie in this i feel like because in that movie i uh, when ashley gets infected first you know the other one of the other girls there she like throws up on her and that infects her and then they have like even though they lock her up the friend is the one just like the daughter in this that now is free to roam, but like they don't expect her to turn. So then it's like, Oh Jesus, what's happening. Uh, so you kind of get that thing, especially like um, the, what you perceive to be the main character's best friend in it, who's getting beat up like the, the whole movie also is like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to do everything and gets his ass kicked by that, by the woman in that is similar to the brother getting attacked by the sister. So there's a lot of like mirroring, from the 2013 one that I noticed. Um, I'm sure it's like that maybe in Evil Dead 1, but I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen the older movies. It's been like, I honestly think, probably like 20, honestly, 2012, 2013 was maybe the the last time I saw it. So Jesus, almost 10 years at the very least since I've seen those movies. Um, I yeah. don't even remember anymore. I haven't even honestly haven't seen 2013 since it was in theaters. I saw that. Yeah, they, once. I saw like the one time and I was like, that was really great. That was fucking gross. I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. I, honestly, I probably now I think about it because I do a, like monster type movies on Thursday still with some friends. Uh, even with work, I'm still able to like do it afterwards. Yeah, that'd um, be a worth, worth a watch. I think the evil. Watch. Yeah, I got four Evil Dead movies and maybe five, depending if this one comes out too. I can throw up on there and we could rewatch, which will be really fun. Um, yeah, so they do a good job with that. The other horror aspects, so we talked about two out of three of the top 
I guess there's four actually because I forgot about the Rat King. But um, oh yeah, the you know the first like I said uh, is her kind of creening out of the side of the door, the mother. The second being the daughter getting up with the tarp still on her, and it's like horrifying. The third being like the mom realizes because the remember they another foreshadowing. They talk about how there's a cat up in the uh, vents. Yeah. And the cat keeps getting up there and they're just like, oh my God, this cat. Oh yeah, that scene. Oh. And the mother notices it in the hallway and it's like, oh crap, a cat. And yeah, that goes, didn't go oh, as, cool. I thought she was going to infect the cat and send a, a dead-eyed cat. Oh, that was crazy. But like, it was somehow worse. No, the cat got away, I think too. Yeah. So she goes up into the vent. You're just like, no, well, where's the vent going to come out? And, you know, the siblings are dealing with each other because uh, it's like sibling on sibling fight. And well, that's they, what it was. They saw the vent moving and they were like, what's that? And that was and they were focused out. on that. And that's when, yeah, well, that's when she snuck up on them. And while that was happening, uh, the aunt, uh, what was her name again? She's listening to the, she's trying to figure out how to stop everything. Beth. Yeah. And she has the headphones on. So she's completely drowned out of sound. And because of that, the vent is in that room. And in the corner, you see it open and you see her little head pop out. And you're just like no it's so unsettling no no and you see her like crawl out and stuff and the, she's like crawling on the wall it's horrifying it's absolutely horrifying and she like is coming up to her and she only sees her in the reflection of the window and yeah. that like stops her from like getting completely snuck up on but uh this actually is i feel like influenced by the movie hereditary a little bit um james i forgot you you haven't seen that right no, but you're okay with me telling. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Like I, I, I feel like after a movie's been out for like five years, you kind of lose uh, the rights to say like, ah, I can't believe you spoiled Goodfellas yeah. for me, you son of a gun. No, nah, like that's that's yeah. one. Of the, Hereditary was one of those movies that like everyone was saying like it's you gotta watch it. It's crazy, and then, it's like, if it's you not don't... too crazy until the it's like the it's like Tarantino crazy at the end. Like, you're, mm. you know, everything's kind of calm until the end. And then you're like, holy shit. It was like that for Hereditary where everything felt fine. And then it was not fine <laughs> at all. And you're like, we just went from like three to 10, just like that. And you're like, oh my God. So just to get through this really fast, because I, 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 this is why I freaked out when I saw this for Evil Dead. I, I saw Hereditary when I was uh, still working at Microsoft and it was like in between finished my stuff and then there was like a meeting so i had time to go watch a movie and i was at the westfield so i go to the century there and i go alone there's like a few other people in the theater and at the end uh the mother in this movie gets possessed by the god evil god demon whatever that's in this movie there's like an, a fucking god demon that you find out about like near the end you literally like what what is going on and uh the, it's crazy because she like gets possessed the minute her husband bursts in the flame because of this crazy magic of this stuff. And the only people alive left in this family were her, the husband, and her son, who's like a high schooler. And now it's just the mother and the son, but the mother's possessed. <laughs> so the son is asleep, because like all this crazy stuff happened uh, right before this. and But it wasn't as crazy what was about to happen. So the mother's possessed by this thing, and this is the first time the, there hasn't been a possession in this movie at all. It's just immediate, but you know she turned because it's like the, the eyes changed. It was like, not like the color or anything, but like she freaks out and goes like dead eyed first, like fully blank and then like uh. freaky. And you're like, okay, 
something just happened. So the son wakes up, is in his room. It's really dark. And then you go, yo, what is, what is that? I feel like there's something there in the corner. There's something darker than the regular dark. And it doesn't look right. And then you look closer, like people in the theater, like leaning forward. And it's the mom in the corner of the ceiling behind him. And he's like woken up and he's looking around just like, oh, it's weird. It's super quiet. And she's just there. And you're like, oh, hell no. To the point of the people next to me are literally going, oh, hell no. And I'm like, I know. And he's getting up and he's looking like the camera pans on him and he's like looking towards like, I guess like the camera kind of like looking around behind him is her swimming through the air, like swimming through the air. And it's horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Cause she's like yeah. crawling, crawling up the wall first for a second. Cause she's just like in the wall. And then she's like swimming through the air behind him. And you're like, what the hell? And she go, she leaves the room and it's super weird. And then he gets out of the room and then she starts chasing him and it's like a whole thing. And then there's naked people. It's really weird. Um, it, okay. <laughs> you just gotta watch the movie and then you'll be like, what the, what, the, what, what? <laughs> um, but it's definitely just like a horrifying thing where you just, you're just like, it's so freaky and it's worse than a jump scare. Cause it's like, you see the impending doom but the, the main character doesn't. But it's also something that could happen where it's like, dude, it's the full unawareness that's horrifying. Because it's like in your situation, if you're the one in this situation and you don't know that, that's hor that's scary as hell. So they did this with her and I was like, dude, this is... That was probably the second scariest thing uh, next to the just her peering around the corner. So I thought that was really well done. Um, all the fighting I thought was good. Uh, I don't know if there was anything specific besides the, you know, I want to talk about the garage, but before that, anything in the ha in the room that you feel like there's more before we move on? Um, no, nah, I mean, we covered most of it. Like, I, I liked that the, uh, the I thought the son might get away uh, or whatever, but now nah, he died. He, he dies and joins. Uh, but I do like that he kind of makes like a makeshift flamethrower to try to like get his sister off of him and stuff. Uh, yeah. And then just like the, the fight to the elevator in the end or towards the end where the uh aunt like picks up the shotgun she's just, like blowing people away like that that was pretty cool yeah because it's then, like, like oh the rest of the floor now is everyone's infected like she yeah. infected everyone so they're all like yeah yeah i just i also liked the callbacks to like some of the lines from the previous movies like dead by dawn and i'll, I'll swallow your soul because it's like I was already enjoying the movie and was just like, this is really good. I like it. And like, I didn't think it really needed too many more connections to the previous movies, but just like having those like cool iconic lines show up was really fun. Yeah. And then we've had, I guess you could say three bosses. Each book has like a boss almost in a way, but the one we get in the first book is like really just the evil Ash, the evil clone that like grows and turns into like a skeleton version of there him. was like a large demon that showed up at the end of the second movie. Like when he was, like tr like that was what sucked him oh, into the there? medieval times where like That's he, what it was. Okay, he opened so was a it? portal and like the idea was like if he if he said like the right magic spell it would bring forth like the physical form of the evil demon and he could kill it and end, end that stuff and then it's just like he did that but then he just got like sucked, got into, sucked the into the medieval times as well yeah. yeah okay so evil dead 2 has that evil dead 2013 has that as well when that thing comes out and that's horrifying this yeah. one 
This one, they do it differently. This one, they're like, hey, what if everyone started merging together and putting their hands into each other? And they basically combine, I think, most of the body parts of a lot of them. Yeah, it was almost like how the necromorphs work in uh, Dead Space, where it's just like, uh, eventually it's just like dead biomass to use to make whatever. And I mean, it didn't go that far in this movie, but it literally was just like stitching together body parts, just like holding themselves together to make like a big ass creature thing. It's just like a bunch yeah. of limbs and shit. It was horrifying. And it's, it was akin to The Last of Us 2 Rat King boss. That's well, especially like having hospital. like, it, I, I especially liked having like the mom is like the central head of the body. And then there's like flanking her were like the, the son and daughter. Yeah. So it's just like the family is all together. Yeah, you can't escape family, and it's like, oh, Uh, God, we got to get away from the family. Yeah, and that's where the chainsaw and the woodchipper come in, and it's glorious the way they just, like, have that occur. But, dude, the design of, like, who who was the concept artist that said, oh, yeah, what if we draw them together, like, have them all put together, and you're just like, who thought this, who who made this? Dude, I I love the touch of, like, the the deadite, like the rat king like turns on the wood chipper and you think that like oh shit the aunt's gonna like lose a leg or an arm or something and like literally the the little girl is like desperately trying to flip the switch because she's like too small and like could really doesn't have the strength to do it and she gets it just in time and she's like oh my god yeah god uh, that, was hor- that was crazy that was but they, they did oh my god it was such a good job um honestly the Dude, Evil Dead Rise is probably my number three movie of the year so far. I think, yeah, like, I, I really appreciated that movie. I liked it a lot more than I was expecting. Like, I, like I said in the beginning of this, I, my worst fear was that it was going to be, like, just a, a money grab. And it's just yeah. like, oh, hey, we haven't made, like, a, a surefire uh, winner in a while. What What's a well-known IP that we haven't done in a while that people aren't tired of? And might want to go see again and oh evil dead sure why not let's make another one of those and thankfully it actually was good like they got me from the beginning when uh they they did the like exact you know first person camera flying through the forest thing and i was like oh immediately this feels like an evil dead movie and then, and the funny thing is i was like man i wonder how they did this back in the day because like i know there's probably like interviews where they explain that shit but like uh i was like man now that they're doing it today they're probably doing this with like a drone and it literally turns out to be a drone it's just like the uh the boyfriend of like the possessed girl from the beginning of the movie is just like he brought his drone to the cabin and i was like yeah oh that's fucking hilarious it literally was a drone footage uh, god very clever uh, very clever um yeah but yeah overall great time another honestly another movie you should see in a theater for sure. Absolutely. This is so worth it. Um, see John Wick first because that's going to leave sooner before it's too late. It might yeah. already be gone. I'm not even sure because it came out in uh, March. I checked this weekend and like there were still at least a few showings uh, each day like in okay. a handful of theaters. So uh, you probably have like at least one or two weeks left. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I think that's all the time we have. I. Uh, yeah, I, we got really into these movies. Plus, I kept yeah. going into side tangents of, like, crap. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We will be back, like I said, next week. But first, uh, once again, you can email us at talk at gmail.com. Uh, send us feedback, comments, or questions. If you want us to answer questions for future episodes and stuff uh, of topics, whether it's, you know, the Marvel movies that are about to 
we're about to watch and talk about uh, the games like the Burning Shores, Iki Island, uh, eventually Hogwarts Legacy, um, maybe, I guess, Tears of the Kingdom too, because James will want to talk about that. I'll be like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there'll be a lot of that stuff. And, you know, eventually some more anime because we'll have Demon Slayer to talk about. Um, but uh, otherwise, next week for sure is going to be, or sorry, I'll, I'll just continue like everything else first. Um, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching. If it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. If it's Spotify, please rate us. Uh, you can also, I, I noticed there's a lot of new Spotify features I have to look into now because they merged with like Anchor. Um, so I have to look into that. Like I said, I also have to look into solving why only 100 episodes are shown at a time. So each time I put out a new episode, that means the oldest episode on there gets taken off of both of those platforms, if not more platforms. Uh, for now, at least, I believe you could still listen to almost everything on Podbean's, like the the Podbean app itself. Um, over time, everything will be on YouTube. Over time, it's going to take a long, it's not going to be anytime soon that everything will be there. But uh, now that I've tried with the Star Wars special that we put out, um, I'll... It'll either be like uh, filler weeks if we can't do something, I'll throw out a retro episode, or uh, it'll be like, maybe I, I want to start doing two episodes a week again, like we used to do with uh, Sutra Sidewatch and Cut of Steel always coming out. Um, so I could start putting out like uh, either an order of release, like I could start with episode one and just get all the older ones out first, or I might throw on some of the Cut of Steel ones that are gone now too, but we'll see how it goes. Um, otherwise, TikTok... Instagram and Twitter, you could subscribe to those on at Sutraside Talk, uh, all one word. Uh, sorry, I didn't have any time this week because we working some other stuff to get on TikTok just because it was late. And I'm like, I don't know if I should post these that late, but hopefully this week starting tomorrow, I should be able to get some in. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's, oh, and follow James at InvaderJim124 on Twitter and follow me at GoGoComzilla on Twitter. Sorry, I'm like, kind of spacing out in my head trying to like make sure i remember everything for some reason i'm forgetting everything this time but next week for sure so for sure next week is our marvel episode that'll be ant-man 3 that'll be guardians 3 uh ryan from across the bifrost will be there and after that uh what will either happen is because i'll be gone for a week for a wedding in atlanta uh we'll either have an episode covering iki island and burning shores if we beat those in time, we basically have like a week to do that. Yeah, I'm like, I'll try my best, but like, neither I of us don't... have started. So yeah, like um, I'm, I might be able to get one of those done in time, but we'll we'll see. Because yeah. I've heard Burning Shores is like kind of short, unless you want to do all the side quest stuff. But like, I don't remember how long Iki Island is. Yeah, so we'll we'll do that. If not, I'm still haven't had a chance yet. But now that I'm. Got like I at first I got a list of Star Wars podcasts to really see if we could do crossovers with, but I'm gonna do the same thing with DC and Marvel. Uh, I'm gonna see specifically for DC if I can find someone to do a Black Adam cut a steel episode. If we can do that, we'll act, we'll do that instead, and we'll have that out instead next week because I don't think we'll have time to do both necessarily because uh, we're already recording the Marvel episode and one of those two next week if we can. Yeah. Uh, and worst case scenario, if we can't do either of those. I will put out basically our second retro episode, which will probably be our very first episode, if uh, if that's possible. If not, uh, I mean, if anything, I might just put it out anyway if we get one of those in, and that'll just buffer in a little bit extra. But we'll just see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's the plan, guys. Otherwise, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this, and we'll catch you all next week.
So long. Thanks for listening.